we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me, guys, this time he came back. I'm back. He's Mike back. Roberts. It's I'm Mike back. It's Mike Roberts. It's Mike Roberts. Thank the pneumonia's almost gone. The pneumonia's almost gone. It's not COVID. <laughs> I know everybody, everybody flinches at what? COVID. No, get him out of here. No, quarantine, Mike, put him in a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously though, I'm glad you're feeling better though, Mike. And That's, glad to I'm have glad you back, I'm man. feeling better too. Glad to have you back, my friend. So uh, this is the uh, second episode, Mike, we've done here in familiar territory. Why don't you tell the people where we are today? We are at Colonial Web. Colonial our very Web. our second podcast second we one. ever did was here. Yep. And it's great to be back. It's a great company. Yeah, it's a great company, and we had an opportunity that, that that time we were here to sit down with Mitch Haddon, president and CEO of Colonial Web. Uh, shout out to Mitch. He came by and said, "What's he going?" on? Came and said, "Hi, yeah." And, and he also has this charming cutout of himself up at the front at, in, at in the, the front, front office. Desk. Yes, he, he said. Apparently, it was more of a surprise. It was just as much a surprise to him as it was to us walking in one day. Say, so he just came in the office one day and you just see this cutout of him. He really looks really dapper, right? He's got the tuxedo on and and the mask on, you know, to go with the situation of the time. What, what day of the week was the, was his tuxedo day? I don't know. It's the, <laughs> I, we might have to stop by his office and ask him what day. Is Tuxedo Day. I might have to have to bust mine out for that and come by for Colonial Web's Tuxedo Day. All right, guys. Before we got some more guests for you from Colonial Web, some folks working in the industry here, the the skilled trades industry. Uh, but before we do that, I want to remind you guys check us out on all our social media: Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Also check out HenricoCTE.com to stay up to date on everything we have going on. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at uh, all of your major podcast venues, Spotify, YouTube, not YouTube. Oh my gosh. Hey, wait, wait, wait. We do do YouTube. We do. do that's but it's right. Not like we, a, are, we are, we are, we are re yeah. doing the recordings on YouTube. Pat but, yourself on the back right there. there yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I you need to start this. adding that. You got this. But uh, you can find it on Spotify and uh, Google and Apple and also the majority of the minor podcast venues also. So check us out. We are in, uh, I think we're up to 26 countries now that are listening to us. We're over 5,000 fans and uh, we're growing every day. But no one, no one is waving at us when we're walking down the street. No one is. Not, not quite. <laughs> we're not quite there yet, Mike. No. But we will get there, dude. We're going to get day. there. One day. One day. You got to believe. All right, guys. Now that all the housekeeping is out of the way. <laughs> Let's get to our guest. Where are we going? Uh, I don't like we just talk, man. That's what we do here. All right, guys. So four guests with us here today, and I'm gonna go down the list. And if I mess up names, you can get on me during the show. I completely uh, you know, I encourage that. We're like, hey, Rashawn, what was that? That is not even close to my name. Trust me. I got to get it right. Get it right and get it tight. All right. Today, we have with us Peyton Ford, BIM Supervisor, Sarah Lambeth, Service Coordinator, Michelle Blaney, Plumbing Apprentice, and Amber Taylor, IRPSM Coordinator. And all of these wonderful women are a part of the Colonial Web family. And I want to say thank you guys so much for making an appearance here on Henrico CTE Now. Uh, who wants to give us the background on Colonial Web? I, you know, Colonial Web company's been here for a long long time i see some heads nodding like yes no maybe so no <laughs> we're going everybody's why is everybody pointing at peyton so like what's going on here? to look at me because i'm probably the oldest one here <laughs> all right so uh for the listeners who maybe maybe have not heard of colonial web just give us a little bit of background about colonial web and what type of services they offer miss peyton thank you so much oh goodness i think uh 
what don't we offer honestly um we have a plethora of what we can do i work in our new construction department where we do all new construction from data centers to hospitals to schools so from what i understand you guys do a whole bunch of uh, work in the hvac uh, area mainly we work on hvac and plumbing so we have a service department um, special projects which is smaller projects depending on the price okay um the new construction and of course we fabricate all of our stuff as well awesome so yeah so colonial uh, web has a lot going on a lot going on <laughs> so the, the, when you say uh fabrication you know like doing the sheet metal work and the duct work you know that type of thing okay. yes yes all right now we're going to get personal guys i'm going to talk about your lives and mm. uh, what you guys actually do here for colonial web and we're going to start with amber taylor tell us a little bit about your daily duties and and state that title again i said a lot of titles with names and i want people to really understand you know what the women at the table are doing here on this podcast so amber just tell the people you know your title and what it is you do on an average day if there is an average day for you right you know <laughs> sometimes it's not like that but yeah so I am a PSM coordinator, and essentially all that means, well, not all that means, but what it means is that we deal in process safety management for ammonia systems. Um, ammonia, whether you're aware of it or not, it actually has a lot to do with how you cool and keep food frozen in order to transport it from point A to point B. I did know that. So, yeah, but it's a, it's a very niche kind of thing. Well, because it is a caustic chemical, the government requires us to have a special division in place which monitors this. So making sure that rules and regulations are abided by, making sure that your equipment's in good operating order, things like that. My job in being a contractor is I go into these facilities that have these ammonia systems and I help the facility make sure they are in compliance. Okay. So we develop these reports for them and turn it over to them, which results in them being ahead of of the game okay. so if osha comes in you know osha says hey we found a b and c they can say we already know about it we've got our list we're working on it so it helps to prevent them from incurring fines and you know all kinds of different things that could put them in a bad place right and, and you did a lot with osha like you mentioned so uh, somewhat like if i have a customer who you know hey they didn't get to their list in time or that list has been sitting there a little bit longer than it should have they'll call me and say hey amber we need you here now like <laughs> you got you got to show up All right. so the average day for me i don't have one um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's something we find a, a lot a yeah. lot here and uh you know some people actually prefer that right not yeah. to have an average day but then you find on the other side of the spectrum someone saying hey i do want to come in and know maybe what to expect a little bit right. uh, coming in uh, through the front door right mike oh yeah definitely i mean uh, that's what a lot of students say is that they're looking for those types of careers where it's something different there's yep. always being challenged so that's that's awesome yep all right now let's go ahead back to miss payton tell us what your title is and what you do here at colonial web so i am a bim supervisor which works in the virtual construction department and my department basically draws all of the systems we construct in new construction in 3d wow so is it like architecture maybe to a certain degree or am i hot am i cold is um, really you're, cold? you're designing in the between blue? in, in between. between okay yeah so the architecture is given to us we actually oh, okay. draw so the ductwork and the lights and everything 
That's Ooh, what we okay. draw. You know, we put they're it doing the mechanical you. part of that. Which oh, you're okay. Yeah. So they're yeah, it's a part of it. Oh, yes. you guys are kind of like doing the doing the bones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, exactly. So the architecture. So, and what my team does is we take all of those components and put them together in 3D. So you basically, you have the building digitally. And you can go through everything, see what works, what doesn't work, if we have to make any adjustments. And then once everything works, by talking to all the outside trades, architectural, structural, fire protection, electrical, anything you can imagine that's in a building, um, we then send it to our fabrication and we get everything built and installed quicker, makes for quick and easy process how, how did 3d change your job on that particular part and, and the, the planning stage and how does it also how does it help with things being like it is right now in the world i know we kind of hit you with a left so and right of a question i right there. i was actually lucky lucky enough to come in when it was already 3d oh so <laughs> transition what was it like? yeah i didn't unfortunately i didn't get to see any of the woes of that i do hear about it from a lot of the guys that i work mm-hmm. with but um it in my opinion, I think it's made building quicker. Okay. Um, not only that, but because everything is smart, um, we can draw everything to how it's actually going to be built in the field, and that way there's minimal mistakes. Right. It, it kind of so, gives you. It, it gives you. It gives you a little bit less room for error when you can actually see it down in three D. Yeah. when it's in three D, is it if somebody goes and tries to run a water line right through a, a duck piece of duck, does it stop you? Go. It won't even let you do, do it, right? Um, you know, no, there should you can be an error. It. Oh yeah, you can. Draw oh, you could it do it. each other all day. Oh, no, come on, it's gotta be smarter than that. <laughs> yeah, no. And we did a big did. warning sign or something. Like, warning. But warning. The, uh, that's the fun part of my job is I get to find all those and tell oh, people okay. to fix it. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I get to tell people what to do all day. Sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. All right, Sarah, your turn. So I am a service coordinator. I currently handle about 16 technicians um, from scheduling maintenance to service, a lot of fire putting out. Much like Amber said, not really a typical day. It's just whatever arises that day. Sometimes therapists for the guys, just kind (laughs) of hear about the woes that are going on in their lives and, you know, work with them. One of the ladies in the office recently described what we do is like project managing a bunch of concurrent small projects and that was a pretty accurate description because you have to see it through from like the start to the finish and you know making sure the customer's happy that's got to be kind of rewarding in a way though right just to see something from the beginning and then yeah know very. all the little steps and uh that goes into it not only dealing with like the physical projects but also dealing with the people involved so it's got to be rewarding to see the end result it is it is you know when when the customers call us there's typically a, a crisis or some sort of problem that they're experiencing and to be able to put the pieces in place to get that resolution for them it's very rewarding absolutely absolutely and now michelle blaney what is, it, what is it that you do here for Colonial Web? Well, I'm actually, um, I work in the fab shop that they were just talking about. Um, I'm a plumber, but I try to remain kind of versatile. I do some sheet metal, and I, I'm just recently learning how to weld, and I'm kind of just like all over that fab shop for real. Oh, wow, welding. That's like the fire thing, the thing with the shh, you know? and the sparks and the, <laughs> the cool stuff, right? Like, Look, come on. I'm going to be honest. With I'm not shield. sure if it's fire or if it's electricity, but it's, it's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fire results in electricity. The arc, yes. Yeah, it's one of those. It's really, really, really hot. Really, it's so hot you can't look at it. 
hot. Okay, yeah, that means. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're gonna talk about the best parts of your job, right? You get up in the morning to do. You're excited to do this. That makes you say, "Hey, I want to stay here in this uh, profession." And we'll start with with Peyton. I would have to say, well, two things: the people. Uh, everybody I work with is great. I came in not knowing anything, fresh out of school, and. Every single one of the guys have come in from the field, they're tradesmen, and they started drawing. And they taught me everything there is to know, and of course I'm sure there's more they need to teach me. And they were just great, they were accepting, they did everything wonderful. And I'd also have to say, actually seeing the buildings from digital, well, contract drawings to digital that we've drawn, and then actually being in the field and seeing, like you can, know where you are walking through a building without any walls because of the ductwork or the plumbing that's running through there. Oh, wow. Just that's because a, you've seen it all digitally first. That, that's a pretty cool so. perspective to have right there, Mike. Oh, I mean, definitely. Yeah. I, I never really thought about it uh, about it in that way. All right, Amber, what's your favorite part about your job? So part of my job is I have to go in and I have to inspect these different facilities that I deal with. Which often results, you know, initially with the guys who are hesitant because, you know, they're always terrified, hey, you're going to come in and give us a bad report card, you know, and like, no one wants to be <laughs> yeah, told the, they're doing know, a bad the job. The safety person coming through, you kind of right. get that, uh, <laughs> right. that reputation, yeah. But being able to be a contractor where I can say, look, guys, I'm here to help you get money from corporate so that we can make this place safer for you. You know, you have better working conditions and then seeing them transition from super defensive to, hey, let me show you all of our secrets, you know, so we can get some money that's it's pretty awesome because they get really excited about that and i know that i'm able to help them all right michelle favorite part about your job being an apprentice i'd have to uh, agree that it's the people like my, i have the best bosses ever between uh the whole shop manager ron and my boss jeff they they inspire me i don't know like they have so much knowledge and i came here and didn't really like know anything but now I feel like I could just like run the whole entire shop and like they're just like super good to me. I feel like my lo- I like owe them like my best. I feel like when I come here every day I give it absolutely everything that I have because like they gave that to me when I came here, you know what I mean? I didn't sit in co- like college or like try to go a more like schooly route and right. have like a more high up there job which would have been cool that's awesome but it was cool that i could kind of like pick it up and run with it in a different direction and have people that are like leading me and showing me exactly like how i can uh succeed in on this path you know so that's it's the people for sure yeah and you know that's that's a good thing to have having good leadership especially when you're starting off in a career is is key really to how you're going to do down the line i think yeah those that's those are the best companies to work for i th- i think i've had my share of experiences of working for really good companies and and, and i you know working for the school system this is my first government job i guess i guess i could say so i've had plenty of experiences working in bad places and good places and and it the best the best times you had and the ones that you put the most work out is the ones when you're working for for good people for, and having good teams and i think that and it that all has to do with you know the upper management and and, and basically making sure those teams are are there and in place for everybody and i think it's awesome to have sure. that you see it with with anything like you see it with teachers certainly your yeah. bosses when people when you feel like they have your best interests at heart, mm-hmm. you tend to work a little bit harder. All right, Sarah, your turn. Tell so, us your favorite part. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and say it's people here, mm-hmm. um, the leadership, the the peers that I work with, um, helping each other out of jams and you know stuff that comes up, and again the rewarding aspect of being able to solve problems for customers. I think that 
just coming off of the a couple weeks ago, we had the Women in Construction Week. I think it's just awesome to hear these things. Yeah. I mean, because this is not a traditional type of in a, a job in the past. Mm-hmm. I think it's becoming more. And from the research I've done, I mean, it's growing. And in the past couple of years, it's made a big jump. You know, it was we were in the single digits. Now we're finally getting into double digits. How many women are in the construction industry? And it's across the board. It's not just laborers. It's up to management and engineers and, and, and just, you know, and owners and owners. Yeah, when she said supervisor, I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's just, it's amazing. And there's so much. Go on YouTube. There are some amazing stories of women who have gotten into the construction industry and in any field, any of the trades, and how well they're doing and how much they're enjoying it. So it's definitely something that I'm hoping that our students and other students across the country are should really take in consideration. Yeah, you know, this is something that we talk about often on the show and, and sometimes when we're out there talking to the students that uh, trades, the trades field is not a male-only sport. You know yes. what I mean? You can be a woman and you can excel. And really, the proof is in the pudding, right? The proof is in the pudding. Well, They're just sitting across the table from us, Mike. Like, talk to on. our talk to our teachers. Yeah. They, the, the, the young women that are in their classes, the ones they get to brag about the most. Because and, and it's for many different reasons, the organization skills and 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 actually getting out there and busting their butts and getting the work done and learning and versus just sitting there going, uh, you know, they're coming in 100 percent every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just that's all I've ever heard. And, you know, we've had some great we've you and me have met some of our outstanding lady students and, and uh, that are, you know, from we're following them and they're, they're out in the trades. They're doing the work and learning the skills and getting their apprenticeships, you know, going and, and they're doing great. I mean, we just did some profiles just a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Yep. Got to highlight uh, the women that are doing well. So maybe more women will follow suit and get into this wonderful, wonderful profession and wonderful um, industry here. So guys on the topic of profession, on the topic of industry, I've heard a couple people mention uh, that they've been here for a while. How, how long are we talking here? How long are we talking here? I think it was Peyton that said, I've been here. Look at Peyton. Peyton's hiding behind her mic, guys. You can't see it. She was like ducking down, but no, I, I can still see She's you, why you keep coming back to me? Yeah. I can still see you. So You're at the head of the table. I, there it is. I am. Gotcha. I don't know why I chose so you, <laughs> Power issues? No. <laughs> no. Um, so I've been here 12 years. Um, oh, wow. It'll be 13 in December. What did you start doing here? Is this what, you, what you're doing now is what you started with? Uh, it, Kind of more or less here than where I am now. Okay. Um, I started as a BIM technician with the boss, my boss at the time, who taught me everything I know. Um, he was absolutely wonderful. He had just started himself because when we both started, um, the BIM department was new to Colonial. Okay. BIM itself was newer in the industry especially for subcontractors architects and engineers had been using it for a little while before that but as a subcontractor it was it was fairly new and he had only been here three months and it was already overwhelming so they hired me by happenstance um, I didn't apply for the job I applied for another job through school did you have and, to have college experience like a co- did you have to have college to get um into the door of where you're at i did yes you did? Okay. yes but um yeah i applied for another job and actually interviewed for this job and surprise oh wow. you are <laughs> Here we are. 12, 12 years later and, and uh how have you seen the the software i guess help the industry how have you seen the industry evolve over time as a result of growing and using that software so the particular software i use on a daily basis 
has changed with things that it's able to do, but it's still the same actual software. But when it comes to drawing, that has changed significantly from when I was in school to when I started to now. Um, now we use Revit, which is by far, oh my God, my boss would love that I'm saying this right <laughs> now. <laughs> Better than anything we've ever drawn with, you know, because you only have certain capabilities with AutoCAD and Inventor and, and other programs, but with Revit, because of where the industry's going, everything's trying to be smart. Right. So we have these 3D buildings that are smart, but with Revit, you can embed that information in it. So when we turn it over to a customer, they have every capability possible to maintain their building, view their building, rebuild their building with this program. Yeah, so when they so, so when they get it, it's a lot more user friendly for someone who's not necessarily for the next step, with the, the next contract. The next yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. And Revit. You mentioned Revit, Mike, and actually the kids in CAD actually our CAD. We have a CAD class. Yeah. And they actually are using Revit's one of the things that I they was use. Awesome. That's awesome to hear. I was going to go back and ask the teacher. Yeah. They actually. <laughs> they actually I'm glad you know. Yes. They actually do use Revit. That's why. Uh, that is that is awesome to hear it being actually applied outside of the classroom. So every day, pay attention in those Revit lessons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you might end up where, where Peyton is. All right, Amber, how long have you been here with Colonial Web? So I have been here going on six years now. I actually started in the accounting department. Sat in there for probably a year and a half, and it was like, I got to do something else. <laughs> like, I was. You know, I, uh, we find that accounting's like really, really for somebody, or really, really, really not, not for yeah. somebody. <laughs> I was definitely a not. Um, and <laughs> so. It, the position opened up with PSM, and I'll never forget this interview or conversation that I had. I applied for the position, and the supervisor at the time, he was doing my interview. He said, you have any more questions? And I was like, yeah, you know, well, what exactly is my job description? What am I going to be doing? He goes, well, I can tell you, but you're not really going to understand. Do you still want the job? <laughs> Sure, why not? You know, let's let's give this a go. It's got to be better <laughs> than what I'm doing now. So uh, you really wanted to get out of accounting. Yeah, I really wanted to get out of accounting. And don't get me wrong, like that that department is fantastic. I right. love everybody in there. It just wasn't for me. Absolutely. You know, so um, I started with PSM. And and, and accounting is a good profession in itself. But mm -hmm. like I was saying earlier, if it's for you, it's for you. But if it's not. Yep. It really is not. Well, we, we interviewed, I can't remember her name. She with Katina Downey. Yes, Ms. Downey. She, I mean, she, remember she said that she and both her friend both went to college to start accounting. Her friend dropped out. She didn't. She loves it. Her friend thought she loved it. Yeah. Found out she right. didn't. You know, and that happens. Is yeah. How many people but go to college and end up either changing I did. their majors, right, or they drop out altogether yeah. and never finish. You right. know, they end up spending all that money and then they don't come out with anything. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I mean, there, there's really no harm ever in trying something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Deciding to go ahead and... Yeah, be a lifetime learner. Yeah, learner. lifetime learner. Always that. always trying something, always uh, trying something different. And then uh, don't be afraid to shift gears, right, and, and go uh, another direction. All right, Sarah, your turn. How long have you been here with Colonial Web? I have been here two and a half years, so I'm still a relative baby. Okay. <laughs> um, I've been working in the industry since I was 19 back in 2001, but oh, wow. I had a small business, it was a family business, and this is my first big world job, so. So <laughs> what, was your, what was your first duty when you first got into the industry, in the family business you were talking about? Um, accounting, 
Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> the irony. Also not for me. I'm more of a problem solver, and I wanted to do a little more hands-on, so I've, I've done a little bit of everything, project management, um, been out in the field with the guys a little bit, warehouse management, and landed here. I did this no. by- I did this by accident, but I, I think I've kind of gone like in descending order, like from the most. Yeah. Then I did that on. Yep. I, I should have left it alone and made it did seem you, like I did knew you go what to, I was doing. Did you go to college before you started working, or I did you not. went straight out of high school? Great. Yep. Okay. Straight out of high school and in, into a family business. Where now mm-hmm. was your family business uh, centered around uh, HVAC? Or? Yeah, it was residential, light commercial, HVAC and plumbing. Okay. All so right. worked so there for local. Yep, yeah, they were local. Um, he retired. My stepdad retired and sold the business and. Um, I moved over with the people that bought the business for a couple of years, and then this opening happened here, and one of my former technicians was working here at the time, and he reached out to me, and yeah, the rest is history. Here you are, two years later. <laughs> All right, your turn. Um, on the 2nd of April will be my two years. I feel like I've been here forever, but it's only two years. So um, before that, I did um, a little bit of residential plumbing. It was just a small local company, and yeah. So where'd you get started? Did you take any tech classes at uh, in high school? No, I come from like a family of where I, everyone decides that they just want to work and do labor <laughs> type stuff. Right. And so I didn't really like go the college route. My sister, she, she went a nursing route, so it's cool. But like the men in my family all did construction and stuff like that. So like I said, I, I made some like bad decisions in my younger years, even though I'm still a baby. Um, <laughs> so it was just like I went a different course and made the best of it. So... You know? Yeah, Mike didn't even. I, Mike didn't even think you knew who Larry King was. See, I'm, I'm twenty. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, twenty-seven. That now. was a mistake. I, but I, <laughs> was, I am so sorry that I'm gonna. I'm gonna hear that. I'm gonna keep bringing it up. <laughs> but I didn't go to college either, so. Yeah. You so, know. and you don't always have to. Like some people no. do, and it it like works out for them. But then, like y'all said, some people do and build up a whole lot of debt for a whole lot of nothing. So exactly. I guess it just you just do what you can. Well, exactly. Well, me and Mike, uh, we tend to be of the idea that. You should go to college if that's what what you want to do requires, right? So yes. if you say, you know, I want to be a teacher, college is required for something like that. But if you feel like you want to work with your hands, if you feel like you want to do something in the skilled trade, then you can go ahead and go that route. Mm-hmm. You know, get it, get into an apprenticeship. Or like if you're, you're just doing. like not good at school at all, and you just can't get it. Like just, you can do that too. Yep, you can also. Do well, because that as well. well, it's just like our classes. You know, it's where your traditional classroom sitting at a desk. With an open book, or you're watching, you're up, you got the whiteboard up, you know, watching stuff go on, versus our programs where they're actually out in the lab or in the field learning what it is they're going to be doing in the trade they've chosen, and and this is their their tryout. Is this is what I is this what I want to do? Is this one of the field I want to go into? Is it something else? Is it accounting? Is it that you want to you know? <laughs> is, it not you accounting? Jump to the, is it not accounting? You know, <laughs> you know, it's it's an opportunity for students to try something out so that they can maybe avoid the little side path to so that maybe they could end up where they wanted to in the begin you know quicker. Yeah, you, you know, know it just depends. Exposure is a key, right? Yes. Exposure is a key. Uh, getting the information out there—that's one of the reasons we wanted to start this podcast, so the students know what's possible, what can be aspired to. But trying different things and exposing them actually physically to those things and saying, "Ah, I really do like accounting," or "No, no," nah, nah, and I'm good also, on also, also, so that the parents get to hear, avoid the tunnel vision on where I want my child to go, and kind of listen to them a little bit. All right, so we know how, how long everybody's been here. Now we get to talk about favorite projects, right? If you have any favorite projects, okay? And again, we're starting with uh, Peyton. 
Because I like picking on Peyton. Me too. <laughs> so we're starting with Peyton. What is your favorite project? She's thinking she should have changed chairs. She's like, hey, my. <laughs> it's, as soon as I look to the left, as soon as I look to the left, I look to I looked right to the left, and there's Peyton. I'm like, yo, I'm calling on her. Right there. Um, I'd have to say the very first project that I worked on, which was the Martha Jefferson Hospital in Charlottesville. One, because of course it was my very first project, and two. It was so big. I learned so much about hospitals in general. There had to be so many different types of ductwork, depending on, you know, if it was a patient room or an OR or even kitchen-related, and it had to have so many different, I guess, aspects to right. it. Um, and then, of course, all the med gas. So, you know, when you do surgeries and stuff like that, it just it actually made me excited to okay. This is something I did not expect I'd ever do, but I like it. <laughs> so <laughs> sounds awesome. good. And then you get to you you have that memory that hey, I worked on this and it's yeah. still standing to this day. Or you know, yep. oh, I had a hand I in making this. I passed it the other day, and I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we have students in our um in our our trades classes that they build a house every year. We have a, uh, they actually physically from the from the foundation, we purchase the lot. And we buy the material, and the students build it from the foundation to the roof. And they get to, for the whether they go into the trades or not, for the rest of their lives, they drive past that house and goes, "I helped build that." That's amazing. Yes, yep, uh, we've had that program. Cool. We're on nineteen or twenty. Yeah. The house yeah. we built, really, yep. one every two years. And when wow. halfway through the the one house, the next lot gets bought. And, and all yeah. the and all the skilled trades are involved. Yeah, in, everything in from it. electricity to plumbing, heating and air, the, the carpentry, masonry, they do all of it. That's I mean, awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. So two years of experience here, Sarah. My, um, I guess my favorite project since I've been here was the one that I was actually able to get out into the field with the guys on. Um, we did a coil replacement at Memorial Regional Hospital on one of their rooftop units and. I got to really see the full scale of the project from start to finish, um, doing all the coordination up front with ordering the materials, scheduling the crane service, coordinating with the customer as to when we could shut down the unit. And then the project um, had to be done on a Saturday morning, so I was able to get out in the field with the guys and come play with them. Um, <laughs> so up on the roof, it was pretty scary because I'm afraid of heights, but um, we got to you know see the crane picking the the old coil out that had like six guys up on the roof rigging everything together and it was just a really really cool experience and i guess it really helped with the the teamwork it, it sounds like a really cool experience and i uh, uh ditto that that i'm afraid of heights <laughs> mike remember oh, remember when we had to film we were that, uh, we were at the fire academy, academy and oh they put goodness. the two of us up in the in the, the, box the hook and ladder uh, yeah and they took us all the way as high, fully extended it out and i'm rocking it yeah, he's, he's rocking. panicking <laughs> And at me, I'm not a fight heights fan either. I'm just worried about falling. I wasn't going to fall. We were both in harnesses, so I was fine. I wasn't going anywhere, but he didn't like the fact that I was rocking it. <laughs> Somehow the harness did not ease my tension. You know what I mean? <laughs> a harness coupled with the fact that I was holding a camera that is county property trying to film, like, we were trying to get an aerial shot of it. So but. that's what you were worried about, the camera. Well, really more so me, not the camera. Exactly. But still, that's what I was but thinking. But still, both of those things. Okay, both of those things. All right, Amber, your turn. Favorite project? So my projects are actually very short-lived. I travel across the country in order to accomplish them. So I'm, I might be on a site for maybe a week and then I'm out again. But one of my favorite aspects of the job is we do something called non-destructive testing. 
And basically, we're looking at ammonia pipes, and we're using ultrasonic meters to measure the wall thickness of the piping. What that involves is you've got jacketing that's surrounding these pipes, insulation, so you have to literally you know, pull this stuff apart, take your test point, reassemble it. But what's cool about it is depending on where you're going in the country, you know, it's not just how they're running their system there, it's also what weather factors are affecting these pipes. True. So you got to California where they've got you know, pretty much a standard climate you know, all year long, their pipes generally look pretty good. You come back over here, you know, East Coast, the humidity, the weather, the snow, everything else, and you know, you're like, mm, I, don't, I don't want to touch that. So, you know? so, so, so let's clear the air. Which state has the worst pipes? <laughs> <laughs> Virginia. We already know. No, no, no. no. no uh, you get further south, Georgia. Um, oh, really? They still yeah. get cold snaps. Yep. And, oh, and they do. Yeah, they it, do. With the moisture and the humidity and everything. Mm-hmm. And then depending on the age of the facility, that, that makes a huge difference, too. Yeah, I was wondering because you know how Virginia's weather does. We're in that weird part in Virginia oh, where yeah. it's really, really cold in the morning. But by the time lunchtime it's comes hot. around, you can take your yeah. jacket right. off and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, grown, born and raised in Virginia, I've been dealing and with it. And you still aren't dealing with it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I'm not, <laughs> not, not acclimated very well in my 28 years of life. I have not. <laughs> All Wait, right. you're 55. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll be used to it uh, uh, by the time I'm 55. All right, Michelle, go ahead. Tell us your favorite project you've worked on during your time here in Colonial Web. Um, I'd probably say uh, the face. Facebook jobs, um, like the mechanical rooms, the water rooms, and stuff like that. It's like kind of a long, ongoing process, and at the end of it, we're so happy that we get a break and get to slow down for a second. That it's like, thank God. So I, I would, I would say those because they keep you busy, and the days goes by fast, and like you get overtime and stuff like that. And I've learned a lot with them. I've learned like we're doing 12-inch pipe and like gluing that together and when you just see it and all the stuff put together it's just like wow that's huge and yeah that's just my favorite this far okay so we are speaking with colonial webs very own peyton ford bim supervisor sarah lambeth service coordinator uh, amber taylor irpsm coordinator i was gonna get it right guys i was gonna get it right <laughs> michelle and blaney uh plumbing apprentice here on henrico cte now uh, guys i want to ask you guys this so when did you guys know that working in this industry or this particular job was for you and we'll go right back to michelle I've always had a um, like an interest in being like active and like building and using my hands for stuff. Um, I'm I'm still kind of like unsure of what direction I want want to go. I'm in college too for business because down the road, if I want to start my business, I can have that as well. So well, this is definitely a skill you can use. Yes. Yeah, so um, that's and it just goes back to the point of like having good bosses. I'm putting like my faith in them that they're gonna lead me in a direction because I'm unsure at this point. Like if I want to be in a manager role or in like a owning your own business role. So right now I'm just like being, I'm happy being told what to do. And like, I just, I, <laughs> that's how I knew. You're sponging like, it all in, you're yeah, soaking so it all in. When I just like, they're just telling me all this stuff of like where I can go from here. I told my boss that the other day, I don't really care about anything. I just hope that you put me in a spot to where like, I do not remain, like I'm not stagnant. I just want to keep moving forward and whatever that means, that's what it means. So, like, when I built that relationship with my bosses, that's when I knew that I'm good where I'm at right now. So. It certainly sounds like, like you are uh, in good hands, though. I mean, I from feel what like we've I heard. am, yeah. And, and I think that, like you said, it even helps with your job performance and everything that, that you can trust the leadership here um, at Colonial Web. Our, uh, Web. All right, Sarah? 
Um, it, it took a few years probably after I was working with my uh, family's company. I was kind of aimless at that point. I had just come from like a job at McDonald's where I was a manager and this was like my first like grown up job. So it, it took a while before I really found my niche. But once I started like getting into more things and doing more things hands on and I found out I was actually kind of good at what I was doing. So that, that reinforced it for me and the things that I've learned and been able to gain, you know, it, it really kind of put me in that direction. Yeah, sometimes you don't know if you like it or don't like it until you're actually uh, walking the talk. You know what I mean? Talking the talk and walking, walking the, the walk. walk. There you go. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> Can you do that? Is that even physically possible? No, it's not. Amber, all right, your turn. So I think that for me, it was really when I woke up and I had to come to work and I didn't mind coming to work. Yeah. I was looking forward to, Agreed. all right, hey, there's, you know, there's something here for me. And especially in my field, you know, there's, because it is such a niche thing, even within the construction industry, like my husband, he actually works for the company too. And he's like, I didn't even know that was here. I didn't know it was something that Colonial Web offered. Um, right. You know, it was such a niche thing within the industry that there's huge amounts of job security here, you know? And so that's absolutely, you know, one of the bigger driving factors too. All right, and Peyton? I saved you for last this time. <laughs> time it's low. When I figure out, I'll let you know. <laughs> That's an acceptable answer. Actually. Uh, no, I, I, I'd have to say three months in, just the high pace, the new, the different, and everything is constantly changing. It, I was sold. You were sold. As soon as yeah. you were three months in, you're like, "Hey, this is what I this is what yep. I enjoy doing." That's, that sounds like me uh, coming in into this job right here because uh, I've always wanted a, a job in in media, but this job actually helps me. This job is actually a way for me to give back in a way, also helping the the folks in the neighborhood that I grew up in. I grew up here in in Rico County, so mm-hmm. I get to drop some knowledge on the youth, yep. on the youth, yeah. youth. <laughs> Uh, about different opportunities and career opportunities uh, out there. Speaking of the youth, you got we got a whole panel full of women here, all successful, all growing to be successful uh, in a field like uh, like the skills trades field. Why do you think w- women should consider a job uh, in this field? I'm gonna start with Amber. So one of the things that I've actually heard from my male counterparts is we are so detailed oriented. Yes. That managing projects, managing these types of jobs, it you know, we excel at it. You know, we we can help say, hey guys, look, you need to redirect your focus here because you're not seeing big picture or you're not seeing the minutia. So I think that's one of the biggest deals. We have that skill, we have the ability to multitask and that makes us very effective at what we do. That's one of the, one of the things that we hear uh, quite often, especially with Mason, our masonry classes. They're yeah. like, the women oh, do yes. a lot cleaner work in masonry, <laughs> uh, apparently. That's how that how that goes. Michelle, why, why should a... Uh, why should a, a woman consider a job here in the skills trades industry? Well, mainly what she said was correct. I've had coworkers tell me, "Man, we we could we needed that woman's touch around here." Um, I'll if like we get to a slow point at work, I'll just start picking up stuff and cleaning it and organizing it. And the guys, are, <laughs> the guys are the guys are just looking around like, "What is she yeah. doing?" Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, now so, we got to get up. <laughs> But yeah, and, that's but, probably more of it right there. Yeah. Now we got to get up. There's a whole lot of women that are like interested in. I know electrical for sure. I know quite a uh, few women that are interested in that, and I think that it's been dominated by males for so long. I think it, I just think it'd be really cool to see more women get involved doing it. And I didn't even think of the aspect of like uh, managers and supervisors and stuff like that. I was just thinking of solely like hand, the hands-on like labor f- um, factor of it. But it's cool to see women 
in other roles like coordinators and supervisors that is cool it's yeah really cool. we, we want to see you guys at all levels all yeah, levels your, your, your perspective is certainly needed at all levels and, and, and that's what i'm oh, seeing sorry. in the research that i've done that's what i'm seeing yeah i mean you know when you talk about trying to break into an industry it's not just at the bottom i mean they're coming in everywhere i mean so i mean the, the more stories that i read i'm it's just like i said everything from the laborer to the owner all right peyton give me your perspective why should women consider a career here in the skills trades field I completely agree with Amber. I mean, we are multitaskers. We're organized. Um, and maybe even a little bit on the aspect of nurturers when it comes to being yeah. a supervisor. You know, we, we care a little bit more about our people because we want to make sure they develop just as well as we did. So, and guys are willing to confide in us more so than they are oh, their yeah. male counterparts. Oh, yes. Guys like really? to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easier oh, to oh, be more gossips. vulnerable. Oh, yeah. 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 They're huge yeah. gossips? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah. They, y'all, y'all are spilling all the tea on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the guys working there. Uh, so, uh, did I continue? I can't I imagine continue the Sarah? conversations we're gonna he- he- y'all are going to hear when they hear this. <laughs> yeah. did, did I get to you, Sarah? Did I get your perspective on this? No. You no, no. Okay, so, Sarah, tell me tell me how you feel about it. How are you feeling about it? Why should women consider a career in this skilled trades industry? So, also, what Amber was saying, the different perspective that we bring. And to some degree, I just like being in a non-traditional role where they don't expect me to have the answer that I have. And oh, wow. But like, you do. I do. <laughs> but you do. I can bag it up. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, I like the challenge of it. I like um, just the non-traditional role. I like having the knowledge and being, you know, a source of information that people really don't expect you to have. All right. So and how, how can we attract more women to these jobs? How, can, how do you guys feel like, we, what do you think we can do, um, even at the high school level? We have classes that typically lead to these careers. Uh, Mac, our director, wants us to have the students leave either mm-hmm. enrolled, enlisted, or employed. We're talking about the employee part right here. So uh, what do you think we can do to attract more students to uh, take these courses or maybe go down this uh, career path? And I'm, I'm going to pick on Peyton. Especially again, the young ladies. Because, to try and get them to yeah, get over that hump. Especially of, the young ladies. Is this something to even consider? Because when we, when we talk to the students, when we break off and, and the skill trades go over to this corner of the room, the girls don't follow. The girls don't follow. Yeah, the girls don't follow. But they show up and sign up. It's yeah, weird. It's, yeah, it's like, weird. Well, we got three kids. We got three young ladies in the car in the masonry class at one time. How'd that happen? Yeah, it was like, like, <laughs> I didn't talk to any of them. Because <laughs> like, we, we actively recruit. We talk to our students and, and talk to them, and they come and ask questions. And we say, you know, and ask them what their interests are and try and feel out, is this something that's going to be a good fit for them? And actively say give it a shot if this is something that you have even a remote interest in what's it going to hurt to try it out it's not going to cost you anything why not Right. What else you got to do? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Peyton, I'm picking on you again, only because Peyton's Peyton's. You guys don't see it, but Peyton's facial expressions are like oh. the <laughs> best. They are the best. So it kind of makes me want to uh, ask Peyton more questions. Because you, you just want to know what the next question is. Yeah, I was like, be. what is she thinking right now? What is she thinking? I should hide my facial expressions. Everybody tells me that. <laughs> um, so I think it's it's more or less we are used to not getting dirty pretty glittery crafty but growing up you know you always had the push towards let's do dresses let's do right you know dolls let's paint the more the more traditional type deals right right whereas you know this industry isn't that it's automatically assumed construction dirty right gross everything like that but they don't see 
I guess it's it's education because kids, younger kids, don't see that there's other aspects of right. Right. what construction can be. You know, I mean, yes, we all work in construction, but we're in an office. We don't get dirty. Right. Well, most of us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it. She's you fine. <laughs> but, you know, and it's it's... But we also need to let them know that it's okay to get dirty. Right. Get dirty. Get, get dirty. that stuff underneath your fingernails. The satisfaction of doing it with your hands, just, it's unbelievable to have. So we need to, to push women to feel that, to, to know that. I'm so sorry. A man doesn't have to do it for you. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? Because I always get this look. Really? No. Tell, hey, tell us and how we're, you feel. Oh, and because we're the only two guys in the room. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. No, you're good. No, no, no. Absolutely. You know, tell but, us how you feel. But no, just like what you're saying, I think this is with any industry. I don't care if it's trades or not. Students aren't thinking outside of the box on the opportunities that a particular in- industry or company if you drill it down that far offer you know you can say oh i don't want to go and do auto mechanic work yeah but you could be an estimator you could work in the office doing accounting you could do you know because that keeps coming up there's so many different every company has the accountants and has the estimators and has the the laborers and the managers and the engineers it doesn't matter what the company is i mean everybody at mcdonald's has a job doing a thing you know whether they're at the front counter or they're back cooking the fries it doesn't really matter every you got to look at it and I think what surprises people is that when they're, oh my gosh, how'd I get here? You know, it's not what I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but I took a chance. You yeah. know, you got to take that chance. Sometimes you do have to take that chance. Michelle, I want to, I want to get your perspective on it though, as, as, as a girl who does get dirty with the, uh, with the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think. How do you think we can attract more? I think in today's age, it's social media because all these kids with their TikToks and their, uh, like, I, I sound like <laughs> an old the, person right t- now, and I'm not. <laughs> oh, but no. like, I'm not really. You're talking sense to me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying it's like a um, promotion, like attraction to it, and um, awareness. Like, if there was, I know I'm sure with COVID it's kind of hard right now, but if you went out to some schools with a group of females and they're, like, telling you all the jobs and how cool it is and, like, look, you don't even got to go sit in class. You don't got to be bored. You can come do such and such and <laughs> such and such and make good money. Like, it, you kind of got to, yeah. like, promote it to uh, and bring awareness to it. I guess that's the only way that you could unless someone, like, naturally has an interest in it. But I don't, besides attract, like, social media and stuff like that i don't see them like figuring it out by themselves i yeah. don't really know does that make sense <laughs> yeah you know we got to be where they are that's absolutely uh, true and a lot of students uh, are on tiktok doing their tiktoks and doing their instagrams and on the youtube yeah, okay. and on the twitters i don't know if the kids <laughs> use the twitter anymore YouTube. the youtubes yeah the, the did YouTubes. you say youtubes youtubes the okay. U-list of tubes okay all right and then uh, amber what's your what's your take on this so i think because there is still such a stigma about, you know, hey, girls Mm -hmm. can't do this job. Having almost a female-only question and answer session, you know, where it's like they feel comfortable asking questions to another female you know, That's smart, yeah. you know, within the industry, say hey, light bulb. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> That's I mean, excellent. I love that. You know, so it's like they don't feel like they're all the guys are watching them, thinking, "Hey, it's a stupid question," because they don't know. That's true. You know, so having a female to female interaction where they can sit down and ask all the questions they feel are dumb it, but it, aren't it removes the intimidation it factor. removes the intimidation yeah. factor okay. that is thank super, you for that oh my smart. gosh yeah. that's insanely intelligent i love the, no no that's brilliant, <laughs> that's brilliant. Yes. it is brilliant 
I love that. It knocks out all the insecurities. I yeah. think yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So then we want. It fits along with the line that what I've been seeing with the kids as a whole, but it never separated the two. Mm-hmm. Right. That's smart. Because I've just I've seen the I've seen the herd mentality when we do our recruiting. Right. And I never separated the boys from the girls till just now. Yep. Yep. Separate that them so they don't, don't they don't yeah. feel well, so intimidated. Well, get back to us on how that works out. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we do our podcast. We, we talk about it whenever, once we, we get it to work. What do you mean? Get back to you about to uh, bother Mitch and be like, "Can we We're have, have you come out? Yeah, you're gonna come out and talk to the kids. You know, I, I would love to. <laughs> and all right, so Sarah, your turn. Give us your take on it. Um, I think also destigmatizing the traditional career path with college and that that's mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. way to be successful yeah and that is a field. hard speed bump to run over top of i mean it is. That's especially hard. like you were saying dealing with parents because that that's every oh, yeah. parent wants their kid to go to college and get a degree but mm-hmm. yeah, that's not exactly. always the quickest or most direct route if that's what exactly what you want to do yeah if that's the path by all means yes but you know, don't just go just to go. And I feel like uh, yeah, a lot I mean, of yeah. people do that. If you don't have a direction necessarily, going to college, you're possibly getting a degree in something that you don't want to pursue. Right. Whereas if you have a natural inclination towards something mechanical or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you can follow that route and get there a lot quicker than... Well, they're, str- they're struggling to find tradespeople, and then there's other people that are going through college and then can't find a job at the end of it. Yeah. But why, meanwhile, like, we can't find good tradespeople. It's, it's yeah. kind of crazy. It, sometimes it works it works the reverse way. So they go, come out of college and say, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to go pick up a trade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's I'm going to get an IT mm-hmm. certification. I'm going to get CompTIA or whatever, and then they end up in, in IT, which is good, which is, mm-hmm. it falls within what we teach, um, but not necessarily a trade, but one of those things you need a cer- certain certifications. Uh, to be able to to work in certain parts of of that field, there was a there's I've, I've re- I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I've I've told the story that I read this. Re- somebody did a study, and it was in the plumbing field, and it was the way they took two it was two guys coming out uh, out of high school. One went to trade school, became a plumber. The other one went to medical school to become a doctor. Now, of course, medical school. They had to start off with regular college before they went to doctor school, and they start counting how much money it cost them. Trade school. Usually the, the, the unions pay for it or the company that they go to work for will pay That's for their we're, education. We're seeing a lot, especially with the deficit, we're seeing a lot of people getting their uh, education paid for. Exactly, exactly. So it takes until the doctor catches up with the plumber, just doing plumbing work, not necessarily in the office, but I'm just talking out there in the field with the, you know, they've, they've done their four-year apprenticeship in a, in a year, two years after they get out of that, they've got their van, they're running a crew, and the money that they're making, it takes the doctor he till he reaches 40 years of age before he catches up with the plumber. What? Total set because yeah. he, he you got to think of all the college you got to pay back. Right. Mm-hmm. And put off on buying the house, put off on the, you know, all, by by the time they get out of college and start doing real doctor work, the plumber's already got the boat, goes camping on the weekends and with the camper and having fun with the family and the doctor's like he's working, you know, 12 hour 15 hour days you know it's just crazy and it's it's a it was a really cool study about how long it took for the doctor to catch up with the plumber right it's really and, and, st- and again i really want to emphasize there's absolutely nothing wrong with going to college if that's oh, yeah. what you i'm not want hammering to do, on it no yeah. if that's what you wanted if that's what you want to do if that's where if you want to be a doctor you know you have to go get go to school you have to put those hours in is there anybody any women in particular uh in your life in the trades that's inspired you um and you can raise your hand if you want to and, you know, not everybody at once. You don't like, necessarily don't, have to have an answer either. <laughs> Looking at everybody's faces. 
Is there anybody? Is there anybody maybe in the trade? Oh, Michelle. Okay. Yeah, there's um a lady that works in sheet metal actually, and I remember this last summer we were just like loaded with work, 60 hours plus, and she was just getting it. And I'm saying like working circles around people, and I was like, you know what? If I can grow up and like be grow up, if I can like get <laughs> to half of like the, to be half of what she is, like she's just going strong. And I and I'm sitting here about to tap out. Like I'm not working overtime today. I'm about to leave, and she's just getting it. I just thought I don't know for some reason that inspired me that like. That that's pretty cool. She's just like still killing everybody in here. So yeah, I just like looked up to that. So that was cool. That's it, awesome. Anybody else you got around the room? Amber? Uh, Susan Parker. She's uh, one of our uh, top supervisors here at Colonial Web. Um, when I was coming out of accounting and trying to figure out what I was going to do, I wasn't sure if I was going to get the job at that point. And she said, you know what? I know who you are. I know your work ethic. If you don't get that position, I'm going to find something for you. So having someone here who's saying, look, you do what we need you to do. We're going to take care of you. You know, and, you know, being a woman who's there pushing other women to excel in this industry. I mean, just that little bit was that was awesome coming up. All right. Sarah, anybody? Um, I work with so many fabulous women here. It, it, they all inspire me in different ways. I think not necessarily in the trade. Um, my mom was very strong my my whole life about not sticking to gender roles. And if there's anything that I want to do, I can do it. So, Absolutely. It's important to hear that. Peyton? A, a woman actually here at Colonial? It didn't have to be a woman in, no, here. No, no. I said, <laughs> it was kind of like So far, uh, it's been life. Colonial yeah. only. Yeah, yeah, so far. It, it doesn't has. have to just be Colonial Web. But yeah, in life at Colonial Web, if they happen to be here. Um, I would have to stay, say my stepmom. I mean, when her and my dad first started seeing each other, she was a single mother of two. You know, she had three jobs. She was going to school so she could better herself to take care of her kids. And a real grinder. She just, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, do what Meemaw does. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, I'm going to say thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for an hour just about, Mike. I didn't realize we were going that long. But when the conversation starts flowing and you have this many guests. We've got four great ladies here that were, well, women here. That, that probably not been the right word these days. But I'm just saying it's, everybody here is just super strong, great stories, great backgrounds, gr just the awesome stories to tell, and definitely very, very successful. They thank you guys so much for making an appearance here on Henrico CTE Now. All right, Thanks guys. And uh, before I let you guys go, I want to remind you, check us out on uh, our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com to stay up to date on everything that we have going on. Mike, tell them where else they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, uh, all your major and minor podcast venues. Check uh, us out. All right. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Uh, hit that notification bell. Do whatever you have to do so you can get notified every other week when we drop new episodes, new knowledge about different things we have going on in the industry. All right, guys, that's it for us, for Peyton Ford, for Sarah Lambeth, for Michelle Blaney, for Amber Taylor. And for Mike Roberts, I am Rashawn Garnett, and this is it for Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone. <laughs>